up, everyone, and welcome back to the Zen K Podcast. I'm your host, Solo B Zen. On today's special episode, we take a walk down the video game path and talk about my top five video game bad guys who I find fascinating. The list is not in any particular order, just who I find to be the baddest in my opinion. So sit back and buckle up, because first up on the list is none other than the King of the Koopas, Bowser. As some people know him as King Koopa. In Japan, he is known as Demeo, or Great Demon King. Bowser is the leader of the turtle-like race called Koopa Troopers. Although Bowser may have teamed up with Mario in the past in a few video games, but his real goal is to kidnap Princess Peach and take over the Mushroom Kingdom. Even though he becomes really close to his uh, agenda, his plans are always ruined by Mario. Bowser's sheer power and size alone should have been enough to take take out Mario all by himself. But hey, the game is called Mario Brothers, right? His other traits are his dragon-like elements, the full-throated roar, fire breathing, his bestial reptilian voice, and basically the never-ending conflict with Mario. He first appeared in 1985 in the Super Mario Brothers game. Before he became the big dino lizard we all know and love today, he was going to be an ox based on the ox king from Alakazam the Great. If you have time, go look go look up what the drawing looked like. And man, oh man, what the hell was they thinking? You know what I mean? <laughs> a Nintendo designer by the name of Takashi Tezuka told the guy who wanted to make more uh, Bowser that, that they needed to work on a design together. And that's how they got the uh, the way Koopa looked the right way. Next on the list is none other than the scientist turned monster, Dr. Albert Wesker. He was born in the 1960s and died in March of 2009. But we'll get to his death later on. Let's look into his life before all the experiments. Albert Wesker was a very accomplished virus. Virologist, <laughs> say that 10 times fast, that was known for his work with, the, with groups affiliated with bioweapons on the black market. Originally one of the test subjects in Project W, who specialized in biotech and bioengineering. He was such an elite perfectionist with a very stern coldness, always wearing his patented dark trademark glasses to give himself a more dark and eerie feel that everyone around him was not too fond of. He was also one of the senior researchers that had ties with the T-Virus project back in the year 1978. He was one of the, of the pioneers that helped shape Umbrella's BOW research. He left the Umbrella company after the stall in the Tyrant project and began to work as a spy for the US Army that eventually got him jobs with STARS as the captain, Wesker betrayed Umbrella and began working with other groups to steal its research data, benefiting from a mutation brought on by a prototype virus that gave him superhuman powers like none other. This made him a very powerful foe to the STARS members as he looked to eradicate the human race in favor of evolution of man. He had a god complex and I think that was his major downfall. 
The major incident in Raccoon City was a was a set up set forward by Wesker in his attempt to spread the virus across the world. He led the Stars members to Raccoon City to further his plans to test the Stars elites to see who was worthy as test subjects. Wesker began to change dramatically and had a fight over a volcano with two of BSAA's finest members and became weakened as they gave him an overdose of some other drug that basically weakened him. He began defeated after he got hit with a missile and fell into the volcano and the lava took him out. Wesker's death was not a waste. His legacy lived on as other organizations kept doing research to create more and more viruses to take control of the world. <sighs> Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? This video game villain is the embodiment of all things horrible and insane. We bring to the forefront Vas Montenegro. If you ever played this game, I'm talking about Far Cry 3, you know what I'm talking about. He also makes a return in Far Cry 6 in a DLC where you, get, where you get to navigate through the mind of this madman. Before we get to the crazy stuff, let's take a look back to see where it all started for good old Voss. He was born in 1984 on the Rock Islands and as a youngster, he was a member of the group called Rakyat. He was really close to his sister that it became a sick obsession. He would commit crimes and kill for her. He killed a man who he found in his sister's bed out of pure jealousy. He could never tell his sister how he really felt about her. And that led to his inner demons taking, taking his life down the rough path that it's down today. When he got older, he met a man named Hoyt Volker. Voss was ad addicted to drugs and was brought to the island by Volker, who saw some potential in him and made Voss his right-hand man. He did some great work for Volker and became the, the leader of the Pirates, a group known for rape, pillage, murder, and he cold-bloodedly killed the former leader to be, take over as the leader. Before the other characters got to the island in a somewhat of a, basically a, a like a ship, Voss and his, his Pirates got to the ship and destroyed it. They rounded up all the survivors and Voss grabbed the camera to warn other people not to vacation there. They took the people to bamboo cages and began to torture them. Like, and I honestly, I don't want to give away too much, but the game was excellent. And out of all the Far Cry games, he was not will always be the best villain in my opinion. So if you ever have a chance... Please play the game. Next to come to light, or should I say the darkness, is a man who goes by the name the Nightmare, the Chosen One, Angel of Death, One-Winged Angel. We are talking about the Prince of Darkness himself, Sephiroth. Before all the insane things and being a psychotic a psychopath, Sephiroth was a first-class soldier from Shinra, Inc., he was idolized by many, many people for his swordsmanship, discipline, and his in, in intellectual actions. His actions on the back battlefield made him a bona fide hero and inspiration of the land. Cloud, Zach Fair, and Sephiroth had a mission to make 
make it in Nebelheim. Sephiroth left to go to Shenron Manor to search for possible clues of his origin. Finally learning the truth, Sephiroth goes insane, rebels from Shenra, and sets Nebelheim on fire. He believed that he was the chosen one and decided to become a god and rule the planet, becoming cruel and sadistic in the process. We know Sephiroth and Cloud are arch enemies for, because he killed Cloud's mother. But Cloud deeply admired Sephiroth and wanted to become a hero just like him. He knew he could never be as good as Sephiroth, but Sephiroth really saw potential in him before they became enemies. So before they became any enemies, until that day of travesty, the day that he killed his mother, they were kind of cool. Sephiroth has been in plenty of other games, ranging from Kingdom Hearts to Triple Triad as a series of cards. The fact that Sephiroth had plenty of clones that he wanted to get back to after they thought he was dead. The man's willpower was so strong and so intense that he stayed alive for five more years after falling into the reactor vat. He was in a live stream and just floated around. When the five years were up, he reemerged. He was stronger than ever imagined. If you want to see how it all played out, I think you should definitely play the games because they are classics. You know, they're worth bringing back out and blowing the dust off, if you ask me. <laughs> but before I unveil the number one badass boss, we're going to throw in some honorable mentions. The first is Alderaan from Elder Scrolls series. You know you're a badass when the heroes of the world unite to kill you and sing you in a time warp for, for the future people to deal with. He was so strong his voice alone could call down a massive rain of meteors. Next we have Gladios. She is a supercomputer that is cruel, funny, clever, and very vindictive. One thing she did was convince you, the player, to throw your only friend in, into the garbage. And she also lied about having cake. Cake? Like, who the fuck lies about cake? Like, seriously. That's crazy. Last but not least, we have Handsome Jack. One of my all-time favorite charismatic and cool villains. He is so cool, I just look past all the craziness and how he uses every bit of his resources to take over Pandora. His scariest quality is that he shows you, the player, the, the villain that you could become if you just take a little time. You know, and in hindsight, it seems like you as the player is the villain because you're going to take over the vault and Handsome Jack is trying to take over the vault, but you guys are trying to kill him. I mean, it's a very crazy situation. So, and he also thought, you know, you'll become a villain if you take yourself too seriously. And speaking of seriously, we have a villain we all been, and the villain we all been waiting for, 
He is truly, truly evil and would do anything. And I mean anything. He is the other side of the coin. The yang to his yang to his yang. Batman's obsession. Yes, we are talking about Calendar Man. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> gotcha. They're not talking about Calendar Man. That's not right at all. You know, obviously we're talking about the Clown Prince of Darkness. He is insane and a homicidal supervillain. With his white skin, green hair, and blood red lips, we talk about none other than the Joker. He is the main antagonist to Batman. The Joker's origin story is a mystery. He's admitted that he doesn't remember anymore. And a friend of his once told him that if he was going to have an origin story, it might as well be multiple choice. The Joker embraced whatever changes had come his way and believed humanity was only one bad day away from total insanity. You know you're a badass once you get a psychiatrist to be with you and pull some heinous acts. Harley Quinn was so in love with him and he, he, he was so cruel and, and sadistic to her. But voiced by one of the greatest voice actors of all time, Mark Hamill. Even when the Joker was killed, he would always remain in the Batman's in Batman's head throughout the Arkham series. To anybody who never played this, the game, I recommend doing so. I mean, I think as a whole, they're basically a 9 out of 10. So I really, really think that anybody who's never played them, play at least one of them. And I guarantee you'll play the rest. But okay, that's my top five. It's kind of a short list, but I just got straight to the point. These villains will fuck you up. <laughs> that's point blank. But, you know, as always, before I go, I want to leave with these words. Never stop doing the things you love, but also don't get too consumed by the things you love either. Have a perfect moderation with things. Only you know when you, when you had enough. All right, everybody. Enjoy your day. Peace.